Hello, everyone. Thank you for turning on this podcast called When I'm High. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I didn't write anything for this intro, so this is all off the top of my head. Um, We have a new interview today. Um, As long as everything went to plan, you last week probably or two weeks ago heard a different interview. Um, And today we have Nick as my brand new interview subject uh, Nick, please tell the people who you are, what you do, what have you got to plug? Go for it. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. Um, I'm Nicholas Harder, or Nick, or Nikki, what have you. Um, I run a podcast that's called Out of Trouble. That's what I'm going to plug. I do short stories, highly edited, creative, kind of sounds like being awake at 4 a.m. Um, and yeah, I'm a radio podcast producer. Awesome. Yeah, I've listened to your episodes of Out of Trouble. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a wide range of topics and things. It's, it's like it's just like life, really, um, the mm-hmm. things that happen in life. So it's it's pretty interesting. Definitely recommend people go check that out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. So we are here today to talk about cannabis. And um, oh, I also want to say that um, Nick and I have talked, and he will also be a guest on my other podcast called The Dictionary. Mm-hmm. We are going to go over there at some point and talk about words, and uh, that is going to be a lot of fun, I predict. Yeah, yeah, I'm a complete nerd, so I have stacks of vocab cards on my bookshelf that have been sitting there for years, collecting dust mostly now, actually, but we'll, uh, we'll go through those a little bit. They will finally be put to use. I know, right. Well, I was using them before, but... So we are here today to talk about cannabis and what it feels like to be high. So Nick, the first question, it's sort of two questions actually. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me the first time you ever tried cannabis Mm -hmm. and the first time that it actually got you high, the first time it worked, if they were different occasions? Mm. Yeah, no, they totally were different occasions. Um, I guess I was pretty young the first time I smoked pot. I went to this bluegrass music festival every year growing up with my family like up right out uh right outside of yosemite i can't remember the name of the campground right now but super beautiful pond um big big um evergreens and whatnot and i was 13 and we we uh met this like 15 year old me and my best friend jesse who like offered us a little bit of weed and we went to the uh the back of the lake where we were a little hidden and there were less adults around. And we smoked out of his little metal pipe. We smoked a couple bowls and my friend Jesse didn't smoke because we were in eighth grade at the time. We were kind of young. And Mm -hmm. my friend was like super surprised that I was so down actually. (laughs) And I had kind of made my mind up before the festival that I would be open to that, but I didn't tell him. So he was kind of surprised and he did not smoke. He kind of just sat on the log and watched us. And he kept asking me, like, do you feel anything? Do you feel anything? And kept being like, no, like, I don't feel, no, it's just, no, I don't feel anything. But um, looking back on it, like, we went on a bike ride right after that. And I could feel, like, I remember feeling like a pressure in my eyeballs, which I didn't realize was being high. But, like, in the future, then when I smoked weed more times, I realized, like, that was part of being high and like I was really giggly and hungry, but I just didn't know to identify those feelings with being high, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so then it was like nine months later and, um, see, this is a much shorter story because I don't, I don't really remember a whole lot of that night, mm-hmm. but, 
I went over to my new friend Sam and Eli's house for a sleepover. Eli is actually my current roommate now. We're still really close friends. We bonded because, like, through weed. He sold me my first uh, baggie of weed, actually. But, um, yeah, we smoked a joint on New Year's Eve. That was, like, our New Year's Eve celebration freshman year. And I got super stoned and had a sleepover. And that's about all I could tell you about that night. (laughs) That's all you remember. (laughs) Pretty much, Um, yeah. Before you went to that bluegrass festival, did you think you said that you were already sort of knowing that you you would be open to that? Did you think that it would come up at the festival? I did, yeah, because I I had a stepbrother who had smoked weed there probably the year before. Okay, and it's like a it's like a bluegrass music festival with a bunch of like older hippies up in the woods. It's super fa- family friendly, but. There's definitely a lot. It of sounds like there. the perfect place to get high. It was it was a really good place to have my my first toke for sure. It was a very like safe environment and also just cool. You know, we biked around, swam in the lake and stuff. It was a good time. Nice. So you you didn't have any real specific. Um, you, you said you you felt a little giggly. There there was some pressure behind your eyes, but otherwise <laughs> it wasn't anything too major. No, no, and I didn't. I was really convinced that I was not high. I kept insisting to my friend Jesse, like, no, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. But I definitely was high. <laughs> I just didn't know that that's what being high was. But yeah, just like a little giggly. And my eyes were definitely like tight, which is my biggest tell is my eyes right. get really like tight. And um, yeah, I just didn't know that's that what, that's what was being high was. Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a low level. Yeah. I thought I had another question about that specifically. Um, yeah, I mean, that is kind of a young age, but I think that, you know, probably the more people I talk to, I'll, I'll come across more people who uh, who have 13 as their as their first time. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't I didn't start really drinking until um, and, you know, young is all relative, but I, I didn't start drinking until maybe a couple years later. I started getting into booze a little bit and I'm actually really grateful that I started with weed instead of alcohol. Mm hmm. Do you feel like you, if you had to choose one, what would you choose? I mean, for sure, weed. And that's why I'm grateful that I started with it is because, you know, I I enjoy both cannabis and alcohol. But if I had to pick one because it's so much kinder on my body and um, I guess less addictive, but more just because it's so much kinder on my body, I would definitely pick cannabis. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked a few people uh, sort of a similar question. Alcohol comes up every once in a while. And yeah, the, I think the majority of people say the same thing. Yeah. Um, do you have um, a favorite story of getting high in your life or just one that sort of jumps out at you? Um, well, since you got me thinking about like early days smoking pot, I guess one that's jumping out at me right now, this is not a super long story, but we were playing video games at my friend Jesse's house, and it was Eli, Jesse, and I. And he had built a tree house up on his roof. And we were up there, and we smoked like two joints, I think, which for our, we were probably 15 at the time, 14, 15. This was still pretty early on in our cannabis smoking career, <laughs> careers. And um, we hotboxed his little tree house on his roof. And we got so high, we just didn't even know what to do with ourselves. And we got really hungry and bored of playing video games. So we went down into the kitchen and we tried to scrap some money together, but none of us had any money. So 
Jesse was like, well, I think my mom has a change drawer. So we went to his mom's change drawer and we pulled out all of the quarters and we got like $25 worth of quarters or something. Oh, man. And we're like, we're like kids, you know, so we go to um, Round Table or the nearby pizza spot. Soup, I just baked out of our minds. And Eli and I like refused to pay. After Jesse's collected all these quarters from his mom, we're like, Jesse, you got to do it. Like, you have to pay with the quarters. And Jesse's, like, standing at the counter, like, so high, counting out $25 worth of quarters for the cashier. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. They were probably counting out down the hours until they could get high, too. Yeah, probably. And I really wonder what they thought when they saw us, you know, because... I mean, I guess that's the classic high thoughts like, oh, do they know? Do they know? But like, right. they definitely must have known. <laughs> they definitely knew. 14, 15 year old kids with a bunch of quarters. Oh, yeah. And me and me and me and Eli are like standing in the background, like giggling, like watching Jesse pay, you know? Oh, man. Sounds like a, a lot of the good stories I come across are um, often are related around food. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, the, one of the, the things that I really like about interviewing people about this is the stories, the specific stories that people can tell. Yeah, um, yeah. So if there's any time that like a specific story comes up, absolutely tell it because it, it really, um, I mean, it, it just makes it more real. You know, you can, you can talk about what it feels like, but when you can put it into the context of a story, uh, that, that's when it really, it, it just hits for yeah. me. And I, I hope Definitely. for everybody else as well. So, do you have uh, a preferred method these days? Is it uh, smoking, edible, dab? You know, there's so many options. I smoke a lot of bong. Okay. Um, specifically, I like bongs with like a straight, no down stem, and like a larger, the larger opening on the bowl piece, so that I can uh, take snaps. Are you familiar with what snaps are? No, no. I'm relative newbie to the just the whole world in general, um, oh, which really? is why I, partly why I'm doing this is because I uh, like learning about it. Um, so yeah, go for it. Well, um, a snap is a like small to medium sized bong bowl that you rip and cash. You kill the bowl. You smoke the whole thing in one toke. And mm-hmm. they're ca- they're called snaps because the ashes get sucked through the bottom of the bowl and it makes a snapping sound. Hmm. And that's when you know to take the bowl piece out and inhale. (laughs) So I do a lot of those. (laughs) I smoke a lot of bong and I'm, I, you know, I'm all, I'm all quarantined up with my roommates. So we've, we've done a couple rounds of edibles here, but I would say, I would say that bong is my, bong's my go-to. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a, a lot of people really like that because the water, you know, cools it down and makes yeah. it a little bit smoother and cleaner. Um, yeah. Let's see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and got to get the ones with the ice, too. You always have to have the ice catcher right. in the bong. Yeah, it helps a lot. It helps a lot. So how how often would you say that you smoke? Is it something where um, tolerance is something that comes up for a lot of people? I, I, I talked about that a little bit in my last interview, I think. Um, is it, is it every day? Do you try and get your tolerance to go down a little bit before, uh, what, what, what's the pattern like for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like, feel a little bit like I'm with my therapist now, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. and what I tell my therapist is I smoke weed every day, except for one day of the week when I, I don't smoke weed or drink or drink caffeine or anything. But besides that, I smoke weed every, every day. It is my go-to crutch. 
um, usually in the evenings. And my tolerance is legendary at the moment. I mm. think like like us all, been feeling the pressure as, as a result of the crisis and being stuck inside all the time, all that. Um, so yeah, man, I probably go through like an ounce a month or something. Mm. I don't even know. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. For those who are listening in the future, we are currently recording this during the 2020 pandemic of the coronavirus, which has, you know, through has thrown everything for a loop. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting on my bed recording this. Uh, I don't know where you are, Nick. Um, I, I'm, I'm at my desk. And, and please, if you're in the future and listening to this, can you please like go through a wormhole and just like take me with you real quick? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Or come back and yeah. fix it or something. Because please, this is not fun. But anyway, that's why we have weed. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking through my questions. What, when you, when you do decide to smoke at night, is it, is it the same thing every night or is there something, is there something that happens that makes you think, all right, now is a good time to do this? Yeah. I mean, I would say that the way I smoke now, which is different from when I was younger, when I could, I could, I felt like I could smoke and do anything and actually weed kind of just, we did kind of make everything better seemingly. But but now during the day, I find it easier to stay focused on things that I want to do um, when I when I don't smoke. So mm-hmm. I usually decide like smoking is kind of a reward for me at the end of the day. So right. if I'm kind of done with a lot of the things that I have to do for that day, then then I smoke. But, you know, not, that's not a hard, fast rule, though. And there are some days like when I'm really stressed out that I'm, I'm actually more productive when I smoke pot. Yeah, 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 I guess that that makes sense, yeah. and and that's what we're gonna delve into a little bit more later is, you know, focus and and what do you do and and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so has have you ever talked about what it's like being high with other people? Have have other people told you what you are like when you're high? You know, I actually don't have that conversation very often, and maybe it's because weed is so ubiquitous in in my own life and the lives of my friends that. It's just kind of always there, and we don't always take the time to examine it, which is why I appreciate this show, actually. But I don't know that people have told me that, like, I am a certain way when I'm stoned. Um, I just, I know that my biggest tell is that, you know, I my eyes get all, like, puffy or tight or whatever, and, and that'll happen immediately when I smoke. So that is certainly something. But I feel like weed's a psychedelic, you know, so it has so much to do with set and setting, like the circumstances in which you are smoking um, affect the high so much, the context. Um, Yeah, yeah, I feel like sometimes, I mean, weed's been pretty nice to me recently, especially because my tolerance is so high. It's very relaxing most of the time, Mm -hmm. but um, not always. And sometimes in the wrong setting, you know. I can be very, it can make me like very like quiet or or shy, you know, but um, I kind of, I think one of my points of stoner pride is that a lot of the times I can, I can be pretty stoned and still like hold a pretty complex conversation, which is something that I feel like is hard to do when you don't have a tolerance. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you don't feel like you are, or, or you feel like you're not able to hold a conversation, even though you might be able to, you're not sure if you are or vice versa, where right. you think you are, but you're really not. <laughs> Bottom line, you're probably thinking about it too much. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. definitely overthinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, I mean, you know, 
tolerance being legendary, this might be a little <laughs> bit different. When, uh, but when you when you first take a hit, yeah. how long does it take for you you to start to feel it? And what sort of things do you start to feel? Well, you know, um, that's a really good question. This so the 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 thing that always happens to me is I will smoke a bowl. I'll smoke one of my little snaps and then I don't wait for it to hit me because it takes about five, five or 10 minutes to really settle into my body. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I always end up taking another one before I, before I let it settle in, which I don't know if it's like, maybe that's probably why my tolerance is so legendary actually. But, uh, to, to illustrate, I guess what it feels like when it sets in, um, you know, I smoke every night. So, Usually it just makes me feel a little bit more relaxed and, and, um, like uh, there'll be like a tightness in my chest maybe that I didn't know was there that kind of eases a little bit. And it's really a a mental thing too. I feel like sometimes when I take that first rip, I can like take my first big breath, you know? And, um, there was one instance when I was in Guatemala traveling with my family a couple of years ago where I didn't have any um, weed for about 10 days. And it was a really, the vacation was great. Like what we were doing was awesome. And Guatemala is a beautiful country. But um, uh, my, my girlfriend had, had just like informed me that she'd cheated on me right before we left. And I was having to move out of the house. And like that was all just up in the air back home, right? Like relationship destroyed. We lived together and everything. So, uh, and so this vacation was like pretty stressful in a sense, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I was thinking about it a lot and I didn't have pot, which was like, I didn't, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was until around day 10 when we were at this resort in Tikal, which is these Mayan ruins up in the Northern part of Guatemala. And this, we met this lady from San Jose who, um, had a dab pen, like a weed vaporizer pen. And she, she brought it with her from the States. And it's actually because of her that I now take a dab pen with me when I travel, uh, Mm. TSA, hope you're not listening, but, uh, for everyone else. Um, yeah, I don't, I, they, I've, I've, I've done a few trips with a weed pen in my backpack and no one said anything. I think you have to put the battery in your suitcase, but anyway, Mm. so we met this lady from San Jose at the pool and she gives me her dab pen and I'm like, sweet weed. It's been a minute. Take a rip. And I can't even describe the sense of relief that I felt. I think I said out loud to my mom, my sister, I was like, wow, I have been so wound up. And that's like kind of what it was, was I had just been so wrapped up in my head with everything. And I feel like that first dab it allowed me to get out of my head for the first time on, on that vacation, you know, and um, I didn't even realize how yeah, wound up I'd become. But I think that, but to a lesser degree, is what happens when I smoke pot on like a more regular basis. Yeah, you, you had had, a, what, probably at least a week and a half off of it. Um, and so your tolerance was probably pretty low, had dropped a lot. And then it's a dab, not just like an edible or a joint or a hit or whatever, but it's a dab. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that probably hit you pretty good. Were yeah. your, um, you said your mom and your sister, were they there when you took the hit? Were they, yeah. Did they know that you were doing that? Oh, yeah. they. Uh, I don't think my mom did, but my sister smoked it too. And they're, 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 they're down with it. I mean, my mom doesn't really smoke, but she's cool with it. 
yeah, that's that's cool when you've got a supportive group around you. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure, for sure. So you, what was it like? I mean, it, it sounds like it was just like the last day, but what was it like to be high in that area in Guatemala? Hot. So hot. Sticky. And I don't know if you've ever been stoned when it's like really humid and hot outside, but it's, it just, you drown. <laughs> it, it, but, you know, we had... um we had some nice cocktails and stuff to cool us down and, and, and a pool. So, so that was nice. And we were in the jungle, right? So there's all these creatures, including howler monkeys in the woods mm. that you can hear from miles away and stuff. So kind of surreal. It was already surreal, you know, like seeing monkeys jumping through the trees and stuff. And, um, and then just adding the beanstone on top of it was just kind of made it even more like, I am on an alien planet. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely not something that most of us get to experience yeah. in normal day-to-day life. Um, okay, I'm going to put my therapist hat back on for a second. Yeah, do it. Did You said that you, you were going through a breakup and the, this, the trip was stressful. Uh-huh. How Taking that, that hit at the end of the trip, how do you think that affected things? What, what do you mean, like with my girlfriend? Well... Yeah, that was just a terrible question. Um, did <laughs> it wasn't, it, but, but elucidate or, you know, explain. Did it, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of trying to figure out what I'm asking as yeah, I'm saying yeah, it. Yeah. Um, did it, you, you said, um, oh, I was just so wound up. Like, how mm-hmm. did that have an effect on your mental situation going forward? Mm. Um, did it help you to get through the breakup at all? Or was it just, oh, I can finally relax at this moment? I think it was more just being able to finally relax. Because my whole deal was that I spent the entire time on this vacation with the knowledge that when as soon as I got back, I had to find a new place to live and face my still kind of girlfriend in the apartment mm-hmm. that we shared. And so the, there's this level of dread and also kind of just wanting to get started with it you know like anxiousness about it and I think it just allowed me to spend those last couple days and and it did I mean it the relaxing effect faded to an extent but it I did sleep a lot better that night for example like I slept the whole night which was huge um and and moving forward you know and I feel like sometimes in moments like that the best thing you can do for yourself is to just take care of yourself a little bit. And I was not even able to because I was so, because I was so wound up. So I think, yeah, just being able to relax helped me just with everything, you know, just sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sort of just allowed you to reset. It sounds like a little bit. Yeah. And have a little bit clearer of a mind. Yeah. And not be so mm-hmm. like frantic and anxious about needing to get back home. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. we are going to start to get into the, the bulk of this this stuff now um in a very high level because we're going to get into some of the details but in a very high level how would you describe what it feels like to be stoned mm. i would say that it's like putting a glaze on life and i don't mean that it makes life like opaque or murky um it makes life like sweet and sparkly mm. yeah like a like a glaze on a ceramic piece or something that adds that shine to it. Yeah, yeah, or a, or a donut. <laughs> I prefer that one actually. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah. Um. All right. So 
when you get high, what is your sense of time like? Slower, faster? Have you noticed? It's usually slower. Um, and I, I think that's part of what the magic of cannabis is, is a lot of times, even when I'm doing something that I enjoy, when time usually moves faster, if I'm stoned, time will still kind of move at a regular pace or slower. Yeah. Hmm. So normally when you say, uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun, if you're really engaged yes. in something, but you're saying with cannabis getting high, it actually will bring it to more of a normal speed, even <laughs> in situations like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it'll even still feel kind of slow, even though I'm really enjoying myself, right. you know, and I'll look at the time and be like, oh my God, it's only been 30 minutes. How long have we been I don't know, playing video games or having sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That that seems to be a common feeling that things tend to be slower. I've definitely talked to people where things can also get faster. Like you, you know, if you do get really focused in something um, that all of a sudden it can be hours later and you yeah. don't even realize. But it, it tends to be the other way around. It tends to slow things down, which I think is nice. I think we kind of need that in our lives um, because we get so sucked into whatever's going on um, and we don't really take a step back to think and sit and chill yeah yeah no I totally agree and and um, yeah you know I'll just emphasize that I you know I really rarely feel that time speeding up when when I'm stoned yeah it, it almost always makes things go slower for me which and does that does that help me like slow down and appreciate things mm-hmm I, you know, you know, it, it's hard to say. I, I to be to be frank, I think I think I you know like I meditate every day and stuff, and I think that helps me more so being able mm-hmm. to slow down and kind of just have a moment every day where I slow down and think think about things. But um, but weed certainly helps me space out as well. <laughs> and I thought I had a follow up to that, but I forgot it, so we'll come back maybe yeah, later. Sounds good. Um, so this this is a big one, I think. Um. Does your level of focus change at all when you get high? It, you know, that one really, really depends. It really depends on what I'm doing, who I'm with, where I am. It really, really depends. Sometimes smoking can make me really scatterbrained. And actually, um, I've, been ha- I've, I've had to be good since the corona crisis started about making sure that before I get stoned at night, if I'm like feeling kind of scatterbrained already, I have to like pick out things that I'm going to do before I get stoned. So like I'll pick out some podcasts or something I want to watch or just, you know, decide I want to go on Reddit or something. Um, and then I can focus. If I have something picked out that I know my high brain is going to enjoy, it'll really um, increase my level of focus and I'm able to kind of just immerse myself in it. But if I kind of just get high and I don't, and sometimes if I don't have like structure or a plan, sometimes I'll just get really scatterbrained. I think it's been happening more since, you know, sorry to keep on bringing up Corona, but it's just in, it's just everywhere. Um, You know, it's been happening more since, since the the crisis started where, um, you know, if I don't have some structure or something that I, that I want to do, like I'll just smoke weed and my focus just kind of goes everywhere. I'll just think about things and like spin out a lot. And, uh, yeah, so it's really a mixed bag on that one. Like, it depends on the on what mood I'm in and where I'm at and, um, you know, where, where my stress is at. In terms of um, picking something to do beforehand, is, um, 
is there something that makes you decide what you're going to pick it or is it um you know just whatever whatever's there you know if there's like a new show that you just learned about you know is are you just going to watch that because it just came up or is there something like oh i'm feeling in this sort of mood and when i'm high i feel like this so i think this would be a good thing to do yeah well because see if i don't this is this is all stuff that I've actually just been doing the last three four months. But if I if I don't pick out some stuff that I want to do before I get stoned, then what happens is I'll just kind of gravitate to the first thing that grabs my attention when I am stoned. And you know, when you're stoned, lots of things are very entertaining. So I might get sucked into some YouTube YouTube wormhole about Mike Tyson for like two hours and I'll come out of it and be like, what have I been doing with the last two hours of my life? You know? So, so, uh, so yeah. So I actually made a list. Do you want me to, I could find this list real quick of just like stuff. I, what I did was when I was not stoned, uh, I, I had made a list of stuff I could do when I was high, but it was too ambitious. Right. Where I was like, Oh, I'm going to be productive and I'm going to like work on cool things. I'm going to put some poems together or something. Um, but my high brain when I'm actually stoned just wants to chill and wasn't actually down for that. But right. do you want, do you, you want to hear, um, you want to hear my list? Could read a couple of yeah, them. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. And this is actually tying in well to my next question was, it, which is about creativity. Yeah. How does creativity change? You know, that's obviously one of the big things that people talk about all the time is, you know, drugs and pot specifically make you, make you more creative. Uh, of course, there's a there's a fire truck going by. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, you know, if you're not feeling productive necessarily, then, you know, maybe the creativity is not as much. Right. So, yeah. What do you got on that list? It just it, you know, this is why I actually started the the Out of Trouble podcast, because I couldn't do poetry. Right. Because it wasn't engaging enough when I was stoned. But I love making radio and podcasts so much that I could do that when I was stoned. Hmm. So when I was finding myself like spinning all the time when I was smoking, which was kind of, is kind of a recent phenomenon is because of the corona crisis. It's like, I don't like spinning. I need something super engaging to do when I'm feeling like this. And that, that's actually how the Out of Trouble podcast started. Shameless plug. Um, I am going to read my list now, if that's okay. So yeah. I, actu- I actually have. So I have my first list that I wrote, which is funny. And I must have added this label to the list after I had written it because the label for this list says wishful thinking. That's mm. what that's what it's called. And it says, listen to music and dance, call someone, Papa maybe, read a poem, turn on a podcast, pull out a favorite book, brainstorm another list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I, I, I must have struggled with that or something. Because uh, I wrote another list, uh, and then it, and this list is called like "What Stone Me Wants to Do," which is eat food, feel less freaked out, watch some anime, maybe have a drink, and then I don't think this is literal, but it just says "fuck" with a whole bunch of U's. I haven't looked at this list for a minute. <laughs> I love looking back at those things. Yeah. Like, whoa, what? What was going on? Yeah, that that one could be so many things. Yeah, right. Did you write this list? Did you write this list when you were high? I think I wrote. I think I wrote the second list when I was high. Yeah, because I was like, I don't sober me doesn't know what high me wants. So, and then there's a few more as listen to a dope story, which is the same as like listen to a really good podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Read a dope fiction book. (laughs) 
uh, finger paints, mm. and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good list. Uh, finger painting, I've definitely, I mean, just in my normal life, because um, I, I draw a bit, but it ends up being mostly on the computer these days, mm. and I feel like I just like the idea of just the visceral sensation of drawing on paper with a pencil or crayon or finger painting has absolutely come to mind too. And, um, yeah, that, that I, I, I love that. So, so speaking of creativity, do you feel like you do get more creative when you can do these projects? Like you said that you, you're Mm -hmm. able to be more productive sometimes when you're recording or editing podcasts. Sure. And doing other stuff, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like this question because, I would not say that weed helps me be more creative, but I would say that it helps me be creative in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I actually use it very intentionally as a tool to critique my own work and give myself feedback. Cause let's say I'm, I'm, I'm working on an, an audio story, right. And I'm editing all day and get kind of lost in it and, and um, get kind of stuck in one perspective of it. And sometimes when I'm feeling like I need to see a story a different way, I'll get stoned. And it helps me, like, just hear hear different things. Um, helps me be able to crit- critique, be a little bit more critical. And that's actually an interesting thing. I find when I'm stoned and I listen to my work or anyone's work, if I want to, like, if I have that part of my brain turned on, I'm, I can help me be really more, like, critical and nitpicky, which is, is really uh, helpful when I'm trying to... Um, critique my own my own work and stuff so it doesn't help me be more creative but it does help me see things with a different perspective which is very helpful like for being creative yeah yeah right it's it's in you this is a a similar thing that a lot of people have said it's it's in you it's not like bringing something new but it it is allowing you to to see it from another point of view, exactly like you said. Yeah. What do you think is going on in in your brain? What do you think it's doing to allow that to happen? I mean, it makes me think of those those images, those brain scan images uh, that show what parts of the brain light up when you're stoned. Mm. And um, yeah, I think it, it, it just activates different parts of my mind somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super fascinating. Yeah. When you do something, let's for the sake of argument, let's just say editing while while stoned, mm-hmm. uh, ed- editing editing a podcast, um, or, or anything else that comes to mind. Yeah. When you look at it later, when you're sober, do you look at it in a different way, or do you do you are you critical of that uh-huh. after the fact? I am, I'm almost always, whether I'm editing or, or writing something like a script or something, I'm almost always much more critical of myself when I'm stoned. So I, sometimes I like over delete things, for example, when I'm stoned Mm -hmm. and then I will be sober and I'll be like, oh wait, no, I actually want to keep that in. That was good. Cause I'm, I'm I'm, oddly enough, I'm more harsh on myself when I'm stoned. Hmm. So, so, um, so yeah, I guess I guess I just have to be careful that I you know uh, don't do anything irreversible. And uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you for digital technology for yeah. allowing that <laughs> to make it our lives easier. Yeah. I, I actually have a T-shirt that is a it's a graphic image of two cars crashing crashing into each other, uh-huh. and then in the corner it says Control Z. Yeah. And right. which for those for those of you who don't know, that's the key key command for undo and undo uh-huh. is absolutely my favorite 
key command ever because I use it all the time. I make a mistake or I realize something is wrong or should have gone another way and I hit undo and I really, really wish that I could use it in my live life. If only. If only. I mean, the, the amount of brain power that I've wasted just thinking to myself like, oh, if only that tiny moment had played out a little bit differently and I hadn't have told my car or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Life. Yeah. So let's talk about memory. How is your memory affected when high? Um, I, I think things kind of like stretch out a little bit. So it makes me think of how time moves a little bit slower and it'll feel like so much has happened. But then, um, you know, I look at the clock and not even that much time has passed by. And then it kind of makes me second guess like, wait, what has happened? But I would say that in general, my memory does not improve when I'm stoned, for sure not. And I actually, because I've been smoking weed since I was so young, I used to be really concerned. And, you know, my parents, when I was a kid, were really not approving of it. And my dad told me a lot of stuff about how it damages your brain and whatnot. And so I was really, like, kind of paranoid for a long time that my memory was um, messed up because of from smoking a lot of weed as a kid. Um, and that might be the case, (laughs) but I, I, I think it actually, um, anecdotally, I I think it has more to do with that feeling of being wound up or anxious, uh, that like, if I am in a comfortable place when I'm high the next day, I'll probably remember most of it. But if I'm like out at a bar or something and it's loud and I'm not comfortable, like, that's the kind of stuff where memories get a little more hazy because I'm, I'm just like in my head mm-hmm. and when I'm in my head more, when I'm stoned, then I remember less. But when I'm not in my head as much, like for example, if I'm editing something or, or writing, I'll remember pretty much everything that I did the next day, you know? Um, but yeah, if I'm like out and about with people and kind of like distracted, then not nearly as much. Yeah. You know? It's like the brain is like, no, this is not necessarily worth, remembering yeah yeah or or it's just yeah it's not even saving those memories at all because i'm like distracted yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah your brain is uh working on some other things instead yeah processing other things yeah (laughs) so that is going to be the end of part one thank you to nick for the interview and thank you to all of you who are listening you can check out links for nick in the show notes along with my instagram twitter Facebook, email, Google voice number, and Patreon if you are so interested. Next week, you will be treated to part two of our talk, so I hope you check that out. Mm